Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast it's The Wrestling. That's right, it's the Getting Over podcast. It's a premium live event. It's premium live event time. Why did they have to change it from pay-per-view? That was so much easier. Anyway, damn, who am I to grumble? It is WWE Backlash. And uh, everybody's here and we're predicting. What do you think? Do you think we're going to agree on this one? I don't think so. Stay tuned to find out. Before we get into that, though, please do consider like, share, subscribe, and comment. Leave us a review. Share the podcast around. All of the fun stuff that goes with the joys of podcasts. Right, anyway, enough from me. Let's get into it. Here we go. This is CookieCast getting over. Recording in progress. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you have arrived at the destination that can only be described as getting over on the CookieCast podcast network. Um, it is time for the talk of all things WWE and wrestling here on CookieCast, so let's get to it. As always, I'm joined by the usual not-so-motley crew of Mr. Andrew Cook. Hello. Mr. Paul Williams. So, and Mr. Matthew Moore, how are we all? Very good, thank you, sir. How are you? Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure Matt's recovering from how street Paul is right now. Is the uh, yeah? There we go. He's he's one step a- he's one step away from becoming do rag Vince, isn't he? That's the uh, um, just, just give just hand me that ECW title, bro. <laughs> Oh my god! Um, I'm I'm, I'm podcast on the on the on the air. I'm not quite sure what to do with the information that Paul is throwing out right now. Um, uh, I, I was going to say, have we sufficiently recovered from WrestleMania season? But apparently, Paul is still well up there. Listen, with with uh, with with the exception of a couple of results, which may get covered, it was a thoroughly enjoyable uh, two day event. I felt. But as as Paul has alluded, we do have an awful lot to get through in terms of matches. It's been a little while since we've been here, so uh, we shall we shall revisit WrestleMania weekend, and we will do that by way of the predictions title. Uh, going into WrestleMania, I was defending champion, hanging on by the skin of my teeth after a tiebreaker on the last episode. Uh, would things be so close this time? Who indeed knew? Well me because I have the results but you know we'll get to that after our version of night one we did have a leader and that leader in the predictions was none other than Mr Paul Williams he only however led by one point so obviously I'm going to talk about night one and night two predictions in the order that we predicted it when we recorded the last podcast, um, we had no running order for WrestleMania, as I'm pretty sure that WWE didn't until about 48 hours before it all started. Um, and that, 
hence the reason. So, of the matches that we had scheduled for our night one predictions, there were seven points available and Paul got six of those correct. The one that he missed was he'd picked damage control to beat Becky, Lita and Trish and obviously that went the other way. Foolish! Foolish! Not not to rub too much salt into the wounds because um, myself and Andy also got that wrong but uh, Matt, Matt managed to predict that one correctly so there was a cheeky little pick up for Matt there. Um, across that I only got two wrong. Um, the other one that I got wrong was uh, oh, I got the, the same one wrong that Paul did but I also then had picked Sheamus uh, to win the Intercontinental title obviously that was retained by Gunter um, I am not for the benefit of those of you listening to this via headphones going to announce his name Samantha Irvin style if you haven't seen her doing her ring announcing uh, via Instagram go and check her out she is brilliant Um I wasn't going to go too much into the matches because obviously it's a little while ago now, but my God, that triple threat match was just insanity. Um, that actually occurred physically on night two. And I think probably just Pip's match of the weekend for me. Um, certainly from the main event, guys. Um, really, really hard-hitting match as we all expected. Um, summed up perfectly... By, I think it was Seamus's Instagram post afterwards where McIntyre and Seamus were just laid flat out on their back in the backstage area, covered in bruises, and just with the caption, pints, was, uh, <laughs> was what, what I enjoyed as well. Um, so I had five points from a possible seven. Both Matt and Andy had four points. Now... We sometimes know that Andy likes to live out there on Points Island. However, slightly backfired with his Natalia and Shotzi pick um, in the, the women's four-way. Um, but to be fair, that was the only only sort of what I would class as left-field pick. I think I think everybody had picked relatively sensibly, um, apart from maybe Matt picking Logan Paul to win. Um, <laughs> But um, but there we are. Yeah, so it was pretty close. Two on four, uh, one on five, and Paul leading the way with six points uh, after our first round of predictions. I mean, he's, he's clearly channeling his RVD there as well for, for the YouTubers amongst you. Um, night two, in our predictions, there were six points to play for. Was Paul just going to carry on blazing it? Night 2 might have dampened that somewhat for Paul. Because he um, effectively went from first to joint worst in an individual night standing as he managed to pick up... I mean, I'd say a measly two points out of the six, but I mean, what do I know? Because I also got the the, uh, the two points as well. But for, for different matches... Um, I mean, yeah, night night two of our predictions across the board for three out of the four of us, not to put it too succinctly, was a, a bit of a shit show, gents. Uh, <laughs> uh, so the three of us that got the two points uh, were myself, Paul and Matt. We all had Finn Balor to win. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure he would have won up until the fact that he managed to get his head smashed open with a ladder and required 14 staples. Um, 
might have might have changed the flow of the match. Maybe not the result, I guess, but it might have certainly changed the flow of the match. Um, you two had not picked the Street Profits to win. There's no way they didn't win that match, and I thankfully had got that one. However, myself and Matt had picked Asuka to win. Bianca Belair carries on. Um, we'd all picked Dominic Mysterio to win. Didn't happen. Greedy, greedy Rey Mysterio not putting over the younger talent. Won't even put uh, over the old son. Ah, well. And uh, myself and uh, Paul had picked Cody to win the uh, undisputed WWE Universal Championship, and clearly we now know that that didn't happen. Um. So that leaves Andy. Where does Andy sit in all of this? So after being joint worst on night one's lot, Andy went to then first place in night two's. Uh, so in in reverse order, I'm going to give you this out of thirteen possible thirteen points. Matt unfortunately was last with six. I was then uh, third with seven. Sneaking through. Um, Paul had eight. And Andy joined him there on eight points after effectively becoming Mr. Consistent and scoring four points on each night. Andy picked Edge, he picked Bianca, he picked Sammy and Kevin Owens, as we all did in fact, and picked Roman Reigns uh, to, to draw level at the death. Literally the last match... Paul had Cody, Andy had Reigns, it came down to that match. And it certainly didn't go the way that, that most most of us thought. Um, so yeah, we all know what that means. Tiebreak time. And this time, gents, you, you would be relieved to know at this point that I didn't have to ask any of you to do the tiebreak because I wasn't involved in it. So I could actually get the question without having to to, uh, to trouble you gentlemen. Now, obviously, genuinely, the text that I dread is it's all caught with a tiebreaker. I'm like, oh, God, this is the hardest thing ever to come up with a tiebreaker that's not going to make it really, really easy for one person and kind of not just ridiculous for somebody else. Yeah. Well, I, I tried to make this difficult for... Well, it's difficult for everybody. I thought this was more... It was It was certainly more difficult than I anticipated. Um, by the time I'd finished this, I'd run out of fingers, toes, everything. My counting was all over the place. But I've double and triple checked this figure. So I'm, I am confident that this is correct. So, my question for Paul and Andy. Are you ready, gentlemen? You may need a yes. pen and paper if you wish to make notes. Um, Andy has gone high tech and is clearly about to do it on his phone um, do not be using the Google either of you on the uh, notepad right so we've just been through Wrestlemania season as we've we've been talking and we talked about the people that may have headlined Wrestlemania um, I want to know how many different people have headlined Wrestlemania and for the purposes of this question when it went to a two night format Night one's main event and night two's main event does count. So obviously the, we we are now on the thirty ninth iteration. There have been some singles, there have been some tag matches, there have been some triple threats. There's been all sorts of stuff over the years. 
Um, but I want to know how many different wrestlers have featured in the main event. So, for example, if I'd have been in two of them, I mean, I won't probably be sat here, to be fair. Um, but uh, I, I All wrestlers have got a podcast nowadays, though. So oh, well, yeah, that is true. I, but I would count as one, effectively, in that situation. Uh, for those of you on YouTube, you'll be able to see a, a lovely little rendition of the cogs going around in Paul's brain right now. And if I keep, oh. if I keep, <laughs> I'm, I'm this close to just throwing out random numbers just to see if I can make him crack. But uh, we're gonna, we need to uh, like put um, like post production smoke coming out of both ears. <laughs> <laughs> right? Have have we got anywhere near of an answer? I've I've written something down. Okay. Right. Uh, yeah, I've got a number. Okay. So if you've if you've written them down, th- there is no champion's advantage this time, seeing as um, I'm just shit. Uh, <laughs> so if if you've got, have you got it on your phone? If you want to turn it to the screen, on the count of three. Right. You ready? One, two, three. Okay. So for the audio listeners, Andy has gone seventy-five. And Paul has gone for 43. One of you is very close. One of you has overshot it. Quite a lot. Um, unfortunately for Andy, he is the guy who has overshot it somewhat. Um, the The actual answer is 45. So Paul's only two away. Um, which after 39 WrestleManias and then obviously the last few of those doubling up as well, um, whether whether we give Paul too much time to think about that, who will ever know? But but for now, Paul, congratulations! You now become the current reigning and defending predictions champion for getting over. At well this done. point in time, I'd like to put out a challenge to our listeners to tot up how many times I've lost the championship to a tie-break <laughs> question. And, um, yeah. If it's, more than 70, to... if it's more than 75, let me know. There's a prize. Do you know what would stop that from happening? In it for you. Do you know what would stop that from happening? Winning outright. There we go. He's got it. Got it in one. Unfortunately, that wasn't the tiebreak question this time around. So, um, oh. that was the... <laughs> um, so if if anyone can cast their man back to anything they may have seen from WrestleMania, was there any particular WrestleMania match you wanted to discuss? Um, should we maybe delve somewhat into the uh, the ending of Night Two? I, I feel like I feel like we kind of have to start there, really, because. In the same way that, I mean, obviously nothing will ever sort of, nothing will ever be as, as WTF as the moment that Lesnar beat Undertaker. But it kind of felt, obviously we weren't in the stadium for that particular show on like, in, in April, but when that moment happened in New Orleans, like you could almost feel like the air just sort of being sucked out of the out of the stadium. And I imagine that's kind of how it felt in LA. It in was, a kind of it, weird way. It was a real kick in the stones, I thought, because the everything was set up like yeah, like the 
you know, the WrestleMania entrances. I thought Reigns' entrance with the, the, the pianists, uh, that was people playing a piano, not Paul Heyman, um, w- was great. Nice little setup. Cody obviously coming down, has the link that his, his wife and his daughter um, and the daughter of um, Luke Harper, um, you know, Brody Jr. was there. Obviously, he's got his links to, to Cody through AEW, who he gave his WrestleMania weight belt to. Like, everything was set up for that big, that big hero, like, victory, when everything was going to be good and was going to ride off into the sunset with smiles on faces. Um, the only problem with that was the fact that the tag match main evented the night before, and we already kind of got that the night before when Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn beat the Usos. And that from that point onwards, that made me concerned about what was going to happen. Um, I was lucky enough this time around to... I, I didn't watch it live, obviously, because of the time it was on, but I, I did stagger WrestleMania with my own children. Um, we watched it through. And thankfully, I managed to get them to avoid the Hell in a Cell match after the aforementioned... Um, well, splicing of uh, Finn Balor. Um, but I did the seemingly thing that, that, that people do these days and filmed their reaction because I knew what was coming at the end of the match and it's it's all about getting the new generation of fans through. WrestleMania is the prime time to do that. It's the, it's the biggest show of the year. If you've not watched any wrestling all year and you used to watch wrestling, it's the thing that brings people back in. And, as Paul said, seeing the air kind of physically sucked out of the stadium was also reciprocated in my own living room as one of my seven-year-old twins watched that match and then full-on cried about the fact that Cody had lost. He everything. Cody was everything to him in that match and the fact that they didn't follow through with it... Um, I was I was a little worried it may turn him off to it, but we have we have watched a little bit more since. I'm I'm just for me personally as a as a fan, I, it wasn't the right decision. Um, and everything that's happened since WrestleMania regarding Cody seems to have been a bit of a like. I don't, there's just no rhyme or reason to it, but we'll we'll get into that when we come on to the backlash predictions. Um. Yeah, was there uh, anybody else have any thoughts on the event, or did, uh, was there any other? So, sim- similar thing to you. I actually spent far too long uh, one evening on Twitter trying to find the video I'd seen where um, the, the the dad in this scenario obviously knew the outcome of the match, had obviously watched it previously, and then the son was watching it, and at the point the match ended, the dad hits him with the confetti cannon when he is just having a full-blown meltdown. The dad just fires it off, like, at him. And it was, like, not not the result we were looking for, but definitely the video we needed to uh, soften the blow. It was just priceless. And can I find that video at this point in time? I cannot. And I spent a long time looking. I mean, unfortunately for me, I think my wife's had to take it <coughs> on the internet. <laughs> was not me. <laughs> it does sound like the sort of thing I'd probably try at some point, though, let's be fair. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, thankfully, it, it it wasn't all bad, like I say, with the, the, the Sammy and um, 
Kevin Owens win from the night before that at least at least there was some kind of shining light if you like in the in the middle of that for the for the uh, the, the staunch babyface fans amongst the uh, the audience. Obviously, the, I think the, it's good that because you could have had a really chalky, boring, some might say Vince meddled WrestleMania if you could, if you would have had uh, Charlotte Flair as well retain against Rhea, Rhea Ripley. So that was good that that she won that as well. I'm glad that that happened. That match looked good. Slightly spotty in some places. I can't. I don't know whether it was intentionally like that or whether some of those were not quite executed to the what they wanted kind of thing. Some of them were kind of thing, but I'm glad that result happened. You know, could have been very. Oh, look here are all like not well taking taking the kind of AEW side of things, but. Here are the pillars of WWE, and we're just going to stand them all up. And you know, here's Charlotte Flair, here's Roman Reigns. Here it is. It's all very tedious and kind of samey, but they've got a different kind of angle with it, which is was quite, was quite nice, really. I, I still maintain that that match should have been on last, and I, um, I've I've heard um, an interview with Rhea Ripley after uh, WrestleMania, which. It sounds like they went into that match with the exact mentality that they should, that they weren't going to get annoyed that they weren't on last, but they're going to go out there and prove exactly why they should have been. Um, and that, probably for me, aside from the ending of the, the tag match, was probably the match that I enjoyed the most still. D- despite, like you said, there was yeah there was a couple of bits in it. It, it wasn't enough to take me out of the moment. Um, oh. But I, I really enjoyed that match. And I thought, it what got me at the end was the fact that they actually showed Charlotte Flair as she was sat on the floor with a big grin on her face as if to say yeah like part like I, I, I wondered if partly that was like yeah we've, we've absolutely nailed that there or if it was a case of do you know what she's she's done me tonight I'm, I'm gonna look forward to, to getting that back at some point so it kind of maybe told two stories but I, I thought that was a they don't normally show the reaction of the loser unless it's like a planned angle, whereas that was, it seemed to be natural and that she seemed pretty chuffed with what they'd just put on, so I thought that was good. Um, another thing, just very briefly, I would like to uh, mention is that you'll all be pleased to know that Shane McMahon is nicely recovering and is already back in the gym from his surprise appearance and then subsequent torn quad at WrestleMania after leapfrogging the Miz. Um, but the biggest props of the night surely have to go to Snoop Dogg, who not only managed to do the people's elbow much better than The Rock ever did it, um, but probably whilst he was off his tits, let's be fair. So, um, yeah. Snoop Dogg was a very good host of WrestleMania. Do do we just have to assume at this point that there's... Like, you know when they sort of like they make the joke of people who like to have a drink that they're just topping up the blood in their alcohol stream. <laughs> Do we think that's the same thing for Mr. Snoop, but with the marijuana? <laughs> he's made millions of dollars off it, mate. So I'm sure he can do what the hell he likes by this point. If he's like, if he's looking at like that at the age that he that he is, and still managing to uh, pull off more WrestleMania matches than any of us will ever do. 
yeah. he's done something right along the way. Have you have you seen there was a there's somebody who obviously must have been in the front row uh, who actually sort of filmed the angle of the cameraman that was on the opposite side telling Snoop what to do. Oh no, I've not seen this. So there's this thing where it's sort of like you know, obviously he's just sort of shooting it from like sort of like level with the, the sort of the canvas of the ring, and you can just see the um, the cameraman sort of like there, just sort of like saying and stuff like that so like obviously they're like they're obviously getting it all in their sort of earpiece and they're obviously relaying it to to um, to the guys in the ring mm. but like you said it was it was like great quick thinking and stuff like that and it was just, it was just hilarious because obviously they covered it on another podcast that I listened to where they were just like um, it was it was great quick thinking by Snoop Maybe not ever on the ropes again, Chief. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was. He's the first person to ever rebound off the ropes, whereby the ropes just stayed perfectly still. Oh yeah, the, the ropes. The ropes didn't move. His body just like, bent around the ropes and he came back up. It was incredible. Tell you what, though, they did. They went all in on Snoop being um, the host. They produced a whole range of merch, shock horror, um, <laughs> some some of which were um, replica belts, but like gold. The whole strap was gold. It had like um, a specific shaped leaf on the on like the uh, the leather work. Um, palm trees, oh, I think, on on the back, <laughs> um, and the made 39 of them because of it being Wrestlemania 39 and all of the people who were there that managed to get one I'm pretty sure have now then resold them on eBay and one of them was listed on eBay the other day that I saw for $5,000 there is no way it cost that much um, but yeah they, they went all in on, on Snoop being there but again WWE Hall of Famer and uh you know, showed his credentials there with his uh, slick, slick moves. Um, was it a classic? No. Was it hilarious? Absolutely, yes. Um, but yeah, and anything else anyone wants to 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 dig back to WrestleMania for, or we uh, shall we move on? Covered it pretty much. Mm. Well, shortly after WrestleMania, it was announced that the draft would return. The WWE draft was imminent as is the second part of this podcast. So we will be back. Go grab a drink. You will already be talking live into your ears by the time that uh, you've even made said drink, but we will be right back and see you soon. Recording in progress. Did you, did you bother making that cup of tea? Did you even put the kettle on? No, no, no. We knew that we'd be back that quick. It's fine. It's absolutely fine. You you crack on making your drink and we will carry on regardless. So, we'd mentioned that the draft was imminent. And in, in fact, as we record, the draft took place last weekend. Um, the big news, if you like, obviously the first, the first pick, Roman Reigns and the rest of the bloodline will stay on SmackDown, and with them stays the WWE Universal Heavyweight title, currently, and we'll get to this, currently consisting of the two physical belts still. So this has left Raw without a top title. However, Triple H has announced 
that the World Heavyweight title will make a return to crown a red brand champion, um, but not in the design that you may remember. Gents, we've, we've had about a week now to get used to the design. What do we make of it? Uh, uh, it looks as if it's the, it's, the, it's the old World Heavyweight belt with made a bit smaller but went with a gigantic WW put in the middle of it because you know we couldn't possibly not know who the company is that the, uh, the champion works for well for the YouTube viewers you will be able to see the old world heavyweight title behind me um, it, is, it is somewhat similar if you've not seen the brand new one then uh, head over to Twitter um, or you know, www.com, whatever. If you've signed up for their emails, they'll send you a picture of it every four days at the moment, just in case you are, you wanted to buy one. Um, but yeah, it, it is slightly smaller. The side plates um, on it have obviously been replaced with the um, format currently featured on the, the rest of the WWE title, so they can have the removable wrestler-branded ones put in as and when the time comes. Uh, but yeah, there is a, a big old silver W in the middle of the big gold bit, as Paul has, has said, and it kind of looks a little bit like the old World Heavyweight title. If it had had like a little bin lid put on top of it and then ran over by a truck, is probably how, how I can best describe it. Um, however, I don't hate it as much as I used to. When I first when I first saw it, I was like, "What the hell is that?" Now, if my wife is listening to this, do not panic because that does not mean I will be buying one. Um, I was just about to say this is this is code, ladies and gentlemen. For keep an eye on the back wall. For in a couple of weeks, you may see a new edition. Well, you say a couple of weeks, they will quite happily take the princely sum of four hundred and fifty dollars off you for a replica right now, and not deliver it until November. Wow. Mm. And so, yeah. I've seen I've seen pictures of those replicas, and as bad as the actual belt looks, those replicas look shocking. Not seen them yet. I, I think the the photographs of the actual the photographs of the actual one have started to do it a little bit more justice. You can you can see the the detail in the in the main plate and everything, um, and it. It's that where you get like the real feel for the fact that it's like the old school one. Like um, when Triple H revealed it, the lighting in the arena was just so bright it might as well have been a fucking gold disco ball. You couldn't make out anything on it at all, um, and it just it was just a big shiny blancmange on a strap. Like it was, it was weird. It, I don't think it came off very well on TV whatsoever. Um, it might grow on me. We'll see. Um, if if you're on the YouTube viewers, that is that is the new one. I knew I'd be able to get a picture of it fairly sharpish because, like I say, it's been at least twenty minutes since they emailed it to me. Um, I just don't so like. I just don't like the middle bit. The you know, like you said, the black bit. I just don't understand. I, I just don't understand why that bit has to happen. Like the kind of globe thing. I, that that's the shit. Really shit bit of it. I think. It's it's a rock and a hard place with the fact that they've gone for a title based on the old one. If they'd have removed the big W from the middle and squished it like they have, like made it like a bit shorter and like flatter, they'd have been like, oh, you've just ruined the design of the old one. So they had to do something to make it different enough 
But if you're going to make it different enough, just make a brand new title. I just think I just would have taken the black bit out. I just, but then the problem is, then it gets dangerously close to AEW, mm. um, and obviously they're going to avoid that at all costs. But mm. I just, I just wouldn't have put the black in. I think the black just makes it. You kind of look around the outside and you think, yeah, that looks decent. And then your your eyes immediately go to the middle of the belt, and you're like, "What's all that black shit? Like, why, why, why is it there? What is it there? It it doesn't make it look. It just makes it look half-assed for me." Um, it won't surprise you to know that people have already created it in the community creations, and it is available within two K twenty three, and dare I say better versions of it as well where they've modded it by taking out said black shit as Matt mentioned um, so yeah it's 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 coming it's, it's, it's going to happen but regardless of how we feel about the design Raw having a top champion is a good thing um, and it certainly creates you know it gives more opportunity to create stars other than Roman Reigns um, we'll, we'll, I guess we'll have to wait and see what is in store but we won't have to wait too long uh, because the next uh, there, there is a tournament being held, culminating at Night of Champions in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, next month to uh, to crown the the new world heavyweight champion for Raw. It's not really been discussed outright yet as to if that's going to then take the lineage of the old one, because if it does, Cody Rhodes surely will be a shoe in for that as well at some point down the line, because it's more closely linked to the title that his father held in uh, the NWA WCW days. Um, so there's that angle and yes Cody Rhodes has been drafted to Raw so he will be eligible for said title um, so who on that note were the other movers and shakers in the draft I have a minimised list I haven't got it down to every single person but I've tried to pick out the ones that probably were the most interesting even if just to me so I've, the, the list I have for some of the people coming to Raw Cody Rhodes Becky Lynch, all of Imperium, including Gunter and the Intercontinental title. Drew McIntyre, featured quite highly on the draft, so that's that's uh, probably good news. The Miz, Shinsuke Nakamura, seeing a bit of a rebirth as well. Um, Matt Riddle, and then a whole host of people from NXT, including the NXT Women's Champion Indy Hartwell. Uh, the NXT Women's Championship has been... Uh, vacated now pending her move uh, so there will be a tournament to crown a new NXT Women's Champion in the coming weeks uh, but joining her from NXT Apollo Crews makes his uh, re-debut again on the main roster he's coming back um, one that I didn't quite know how to feel about was JD McDonough now fans of the British wrestling scene will will know him as, as Jordan Devlin Um Fans of the British wrestling scene may also think this is Vince's hand in uh, bringing back some bad lads to the uh, the main roster, shall we say? But uh, we'll see how that one pans out. I would suggest he won't be there at Christmas, um, personally. Um, I think that's a little bit of a jump too far for him too soon. Uh, Zoe Stark, very happy to see her getting a, a shout. Again, might be a little bit early, but they seem to be quite high on her, um, and she is great, really like Zoe Stark as a wrestler um, and then in come the big hitters Seth Rollins Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn and all of Judgment Day including Rhea Ripley coming to Raw 
with the SmackDown women's title for now. So again, we might, we, that might, a little bit of a spoiler, that might crop up in the predictions a little bit later on. Um, like I said, that list isn't definitive. Are there any moves in the Raw list that you're particularly surprised by or disappointed with or stand out as exciting? I think you just nailed it there. Like Jordan Devil in JD thing. I just, these. No. <laughs> um, just. I have to, I have to, just, just purely to see your face on when I say this. Um, he has also delivered a promo on NXT where he uh, christened that he will finally get his chance at uh, Monday Night McDonough. He'd be better off going for a Monday Night McDonald's, let's be fair. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Good wrestler. Struggles with the, re- uh, the rest of it. Would be my kind of thing. Needed more time in NXT. Would also suggest that lack of height would be a slight issue as well on the main roster. He is a short man, and they kind of get buried quite quickly uh, in in that in in on the main roster. Um, yeah, I think yeah. Chad Gable is the yeah. Christmas, Christmas is generous. I think. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think he'll be there very long. I think even if you were to put him against, if you put him, if you were to put him in a match with Chad Gable, Gable would look huge next to him. To be honest, he's, at least he's sort of like jacked wideways, I guess, yeah. in that regard. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's what I didn't want to be that kind of like guy that sits at home being overweight, but he's not in the best shape. Kind of thing. I mean, we've seen him at wrestling things on the independent scene where he's been cut, kind of like baller cut kind of thing. When he was Jordan Devlin, you kind of think, all right, decent. He seems to have, I say, lost COVID weight or something like that. He, 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 you know, I think there's like a to get up onto the raw roster and be a smaller guy, like you said, like Chad Gable, like even baller, if you want to kind of put, throw him in that kind of thing, you've You've got to be cut in the same way that like Gunther or Wolf, Walter was on the when he was on the UK kind of NXT UK. Obviously, he was still a chunkier guy, but he was the biggest guy on the roster, so it kind of was fine. Then obviously he went to NXT, still kind of had that kind of role, was still kind of cutting, but then now he's on the main roster. He's like really cut down and still kind of looks intimidating but due to the kind of rittenness of it kind of thing and I think that's sometimes how you've got to compete on the main roster the, the, the other element of surprise for me with that is um, having seen him a lot on the indies is over here and having crowds instantly start chanting at him you're just a shit Finn Balor <laughs> to then put him on the same roster as Finn Balor um, is potentially going to kill him off pretty quickly. I would suggest there's not he hasn't differentiated himself enough, and especially because he's playing the bad guy, you know, with a with a big dark leather jacket, with the Irish accent. I, I'm still talking about McDonough here, not Finn Balor, but you can see where I'm going with that. Um, anyway, that's that's the, the 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 highlights from the Raw roster. SmackDown now looks a little bit like this. 
Uh, they have acquired, as I said before, the bloodline, including the uh, the main titles. Bianca Belair, including the Raw Women's title. Edge, Bobby Lashley, the OC have made a return. So AJ Styles, Gallows, Anderson and Mia Yim slash Mi Chin slash whatever it is this week. Damage Control, all three of them. Um, the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. US Champion Austin Theory, Charlotte Flair, Rey Mysterio and the, L, the, the recently reformed LWO, so uh, Santos Escobar, Zelina Vega, uh, Joaquin Wilde and Cruz del Toro, Asuka, all of the brawling brutes, so Matt will be particularly happy about one of them. Um, Pretty Deadly have been called up from NXT, LA Knight remains on SmackDown, Karrion Cross and Scarlet. Headed that way, and two more NXT call-ups were Cameron Grimes and Grayson Waller. Again, same as before, any that you're particularly surprised by or stand out as exciting to you there? Not so much as a surprise as it seems to have kind of killed any notion that Sheamus will get the Intercontinental Championship anytime soon. Because obviously they're now on different brands. Um, So... That was just something I just thought of just then. Um, but, yeah, I think they'll, they've done it before with the women's titles where they just basically swap them over. Uh, so I would fully expect that to be the case in the next coming weeks, if, mm-hmm. if not even as early as this Friday on um, on SmackDown, to be honest with you. I think, well, the, the, the new rosters kick into effect after this coming weekend's Backlash event. Ah, um, so, so they, you know, there, there is because there, there is a bit of jeopardy with uh, where some titles may end up going, shall we say? But again, we'll we'll come to that shortly. I think the biggest one on SmackDown that I picked out was the, the disappointment of Bobby Lashley now just been left to languish in the undercard again below Roman Reigns. He's not going to get a shot. He's worked his absolute rear end off for that company in the last two years. Um, Shafted out of a WrestleMania match because of whatever the hell is going on with Bray Wyatt again, who didn't feature in the draft whatsoever. Um, it's just, yeah, like I'm, I'm, I feel really bad for him. Like I'm in the same in, in the same vein as how happy I am that Drew has is has gone to Raw and they've made a big deal of it, and the fact that there's a new title that he can go for on that side is almost like the exact opposite has happened to to Bobby Lashley for me there. Um, su- surprise ones for SmackDown. Pretty deadly. Like, what the f- like? Th- they've been great on NXT, and I have watched a lot of NXT over the last six months or so, and they are good fun. They seem to, they seem to have like had a bit of a meteoric rise from sort of my perspective because obviously they were in NXT UK not that long ago, and then obviously when that got sort of shut down, they seem to be one of the more sort of high priority ones that they wanted to get across mm. so I think it was it was it them Gallus and Tyler Bay were the the main ones or oh, and, and then like I um the Kaylee Rigg obviously changed her name and I Alba, Alba Fire and Isla Dawn yeah. yeah I think I think a big sort of standpoint to, to show how much sort of trust that they, they may have in them was the fact that they feuded with the New Day over the uh, the NXT tag titles. Obviously, the New Day are a big deal, but um, 
I haven't seen any mention. I mean, you, you guys might be able to correct me here. I haven't seen where New Day ended up. Raw. So I, I, didn't, I didn't see any of that. Um, yeah, they went to Raw. Grayson Waller was another one from, again, Felix a little bit early. He could have been top of NXT for quite some time. He was there or thereabouts anyway. Um, but him coming up to the main roster whilst Braun Breaker remains in NXT was a, a strange call for me. That one felt dirt sheet. He kind of they've read too much, too many dirt sheets about how he could be the next Maze or something like that, and they thought, "Oh shit, let's get him up to the to the roster now," kind of thing. Instead of you know making NXT a true developmental and kind of they come virtually up to the roster, like the main roster, polished, ready to go, kind of thing, as opposed to. Alright, you can come to the main roster and you still got work to do because let's face it, a prime example of that is Carrion Cross who's moved again and Scarlet's going with him, but you know, what's gonna happen is him and uh, him Bob Bobby Lashley gonna end up with like a mid card feud that doesn't really go anywhere for either of them and probably results in Carrion Cross getting buried at some point, which just it's such a waste, and after they fetched him back as well, you're just like, come on, you know, do, just do better. I know you can't have every single wrestler on every single show, but, you know, you can turn it on and you know pretty much what the beats are going to be at different points on the show. And, you know, because the, fair enough because they're working, but you just think, that's very up a little bit to kind of get some get some of these other wrestlers over at some point. An, an odd thing for me was that they just started um, and done some vignettes with Scarlet and her tarot cards and they just started like they were going to set about Shinsuke and Nakamura. Now Cross is on SmackDown and Nakamura's on Raw and you're not telling me that they didn't know at all of this like a couple of weeks ago. Bizarre. Really bizarre. Um, another thing that dawned on me whilst I was looking at the, the split is that they were very consistent in saying that the, the titles go with the champions um, obviously doesn't apply to the NXT women's title as we've, we've discussed um, they've created a new top title on Raw for the, the men's single stuff um, tag titles anyone? Are they going to split them down? Are they yeah. going to have new ones? Yeah. Like, How does that work? Because the Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are specific to Raw I don't. I, I don't know if it's going to be a case of they're just going to start like separating stuff out again. Obviously, you've got the um, NXT Women's Tag Titles are still on Tyler Dawn and Alba Fire as well, aren't they? Yeah. So you can't imagine they'll be coming with them. Um, the thing with Indy Hartwell is she not. Is she? She's injured. Is she? Did she break she, her foot or something? Like that? She. She had a, a really. Horrible, like you know, like when you see somebody's like leg bend a certain way that makes you like feel sick. Yeah, it wasn't anything broken, but things were stretched the ways that they shouldn't be stretched. So it's it's more like ligaments, I think. That's the right. that's the issue. She had a moon boot on for uh, this week. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know if they're just gonna separate out the, the tag titles again and then just basically sort of keep it so that Raw's got one set. And Smackdown's got the other set or not or if they're just going to go back to the sort of the rule they had when it was when they first implemented the draft like 21 years ago and the the, like the sort of the champ is 
non-specific, but then again, you can't imagine that would be the case when they specifically said that Reigns was going to be SmackDown exclusive, so uh, it, who knows at this point. I think it, it'd feel like they'd, they'd almost done them dirty if they then like take one of the belts off them, or obviously the SmackDown one off them, when they've not lost it, but yet, you know, it, that didn't apply to Roman Reigns. It's, it's maybe unless they use that as the story angle as another little bit of a well look at the bloodline getting special treatment again might happen I guess um, but speaking of, of people who can go between uh, WWE being WWE did leave some rather large loopholes um, they've, they've actually declared a separate category of free agency um, they haven't defined what these people, what the terms are for these people within the category. Other than Lesnar can definitely go wherever the hell he likes, and who <laughs> who is surprised or going to argue with him about that? Let's be fair. Um, other people in the free agency category, as of the time of recording, are Omos and MVP. One for Paul. Are you ready for the excitement? Baron Corbin. Dolph Ziggler, Mustafa Ali, Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander as a t- listed as a team. Um, Elias, and then from NXT, Von Wagner and Zion Quinn. I would suggest that that's the first time some people are hearing either of those names at the end there. Um, again, those are two guys that should be left well alone in NXT. If I think the way that this will fall is that Lesnar will just do whatever he wants the rest of them will eventually go like a regular sports free agent and become signed to a brand when they've sort of determined where they may or may not fit in. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see the last two back on NXT uh, pronto. Uh, it's, yeah, it, it's it's a weird one. And it, But on the flip side of that, if they then can all go wherever they like, it makes perfect sense for somebody like Brock Lesnar to be able to do that. Anyone care if Von Wagner has the same level of like sway as, as Brock? No. Well, he's not. It's, it's not exactly like he's going to turn up and challenge Reigns for the undisputed title, is it? It's it's a bit of a yeah. It just I, I don't even want to go. I don't even want to go so far as to say it's like a lazy sort of like booking decision or anything. It's just it's just a a kind of a baffling one because it mm. just doesn't really make any sense. The bit that I can't understand about it is that they've left completely left out of the draft people like Bray. Maybe understand if, he, if whatever's going on, if he might, if there's the element, he might not come back. Completely left out Alexa Bliss. Two two people though who would walk onto any roster regardless at any time. Didn't bother listing them in the free agency just to cover their back to say, well, you know, if they come back, the, you know, the free agents they can do you know, sign to whichever brand, whatever. But then, like, two or three people who people haven't even heard of, and they're like, oh, yeah, these, these, these guys are definitely free agents. So it's like, nobody gives a shit. Like, they need they need more time. Those two in particular need more time on NXT to, to get a bit of steam behind them so people do know who they are, so that the first time Von Wagner walks out onto the stage on Raw, people don't watch the TV and go, great, Carl, he shrunk a little bit. Like, it, it's... It's a, it's a very weird decision. The, the free agency thing baffled me somewhat because at least when they've done it before, 
they've had it sewn up within a week. Like, people have then declared which brand they've signed for. Job's done, all sorted. Um, there's also been talk of, like, how specific is this going to be? Like, these people are definitely on Raw. These people are definitely on SmackDown. Like, how long do they stick to this? If they're going to make it a thing, particularly with that new World Heavyweight title, they need to stick to it, to the letter, for a very long time. If Seth Rollins turns up on SmackDown in a fortnight, nobody's going to care like about any of it. It'll just completely sell it down the river. How many times have they done a draft now? Do it every other year, pretty much. Didn't, so, they don't do it every year, do they? But it's, it's every other year at least at the moment. So we know which way it's really going to go. It doesn't mean anything. This has been going on for 10 years. More than that. And it never sticks. It never really kind of counts for anything. It's always kind of like, oh, well, they've been drafted to such and such. But, oh, no, they've turned up at such and such. You know. <clears throat> Like the best way, if if they were gonna if they were gonna use the free agency, I kind of think, all right, yeah, have that kind of free agent that, who can go wherever they want, whenever they want. Then yeah, have that. Have like two top guys from each show that can turn up at anywhere. So like you said, NXT, Bron Brecker is is the free agent there. So yeah, he could be on NXT. But then also it could turn up at the other two shows at some point. Seth Rollins could be that kind of guy that pops up somewhere, kind of thing, just to throw a bit of chaos, a bit of havoc. And then that means you can move the belts around as well. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It's like, right, here we go. Here's all the top guys all on this show. These are the top guys on this show. We're done. And then it's like, right, okay then. And you've now... Like you said, box yourself into a corner. Storylines have been left unfinished. Belts have been left here, there, and everywhere. And you just, yeah, it's not. It's chaos again. And like you said, in within a month or two, those it'll start kind of being undone again. It, I, I understand why they do it. I like the fact that it gives the chance for some fresh storylines to come. Um. But they, to, to quote a podcast of old, they just book themselves into a corner every time. Every single time. Like, they'll tell you this is definitely the way it's happening. This is absolutely it. These are the rules. And then within a fortnight, the rules are broken because actually they've realised it doesn't suit or it doesn't quite work the way that they thought. Like, it's there's some real... It feels like some really, like, like knee-jerk reactions to where people have gone this time. There is absolutely zero reason to clean out half of the NXT roster at this time. They've done it before. NXT nearly went away because it they just took everyone. And I, I don't think they've quite done it to the same extent this time because they've taken people almost too early. It'll definitely give people um, with NXT... Like, um, Brooks and Jensen and like the like Gallus who we mentioned earlier on and like quite a few others a chance to fill them the spots that have been left. But is this then like almost like the stealth tax way of binning people off? That you know that, that we're not going to do all these roster cuts right now. We're going to give these guys a chance and see if they work. Well, actually, 
if they've been booked into that corner and they don't work because of the decisions they've been made, it feels a bit of a shitty stick to handle, to be honest. Anyway, we have gone into the uh, the draft in, in quite some depth there, so um, let us know what you think about it. If you agree with what we've said about the, um, the way that the draft has been handled, if there's anybody that you would have put somewhere else, hell, people have been doing mock drafts for years and even did it before the WWE. If you've got a better idea of where people should have gone, send it in. Um, before we move on, we should probably take one tiny little drinks refresh again before we can get into the thick of the backlash predictions. Um, and we will then probably discuss with a level of venom <laughs> as to why we think this card may or may not be additions to that knee-jerk reaction stuff we were just mentioning. So we'll be right back before, again. You've probably still not made that cup of tea because we've been waffling about the uh, about the draft. Now is your chance. Go, go, and stay also. Recording in progress. Good to do it. You get your brew. Well, tough because we're cracking on. I told you we're cracking on. We're cracking on. Uh, it is time. We're going to get into the Backlash predictions right now. And Backlash is live this Saturday from San Juan, Puerto Rico, um, 6th of May. Coming in um, as the first of three consecutive premium live events to be held outside of the US. As I mentioned before, we've got Night of Champions coming up uh, shortly after. And then Money in the Bank in London, the next two in line. Um, for those wondering... Puerto Rico is around five hours behind the UK, so very similar to the East Coast in the US, so it's still expected to start around 1am on the Sunday morning here in the UK. Um, and as always, on getting over, the match card information is taken from WWE.com and is correct at the time of recording. It can change, much the same as the you know, design of the World Heavyweight title as we've gone into. Uh, but we have seven matches slated for the weekend, so let's get to it. Um, first up on my list is a six-man tag team match. Matt Riddle, Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens versus The Bloodline. So Jimmy, Jay and Solo from The Bloodline. After capturing the titles at WrestleMania, Zayn and Owens are continuing on their quest to take down The Bloodline and are joined this time by a returning Matt Riddle. Riddle was taken out months ago not by the wellness policy but by Solo Sokoa uh, and slotting him into this match kind of uh, makes a lot of sense I guess in that regard um, who knew that they would learn a little bit of long term storytelling from um, just a series of unfortunate events will the tag team champions with the refreshed Matt Riddle take the win or do the bloodline solve their Zane, Kevin Owens and Riddle problem in one fell swoop of backlash? Gents, have you got some predictions locked in for me? Who wants to jump on first? Oh, damn it, don't all go at once there, eh? Paul, <laughs> see, 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 seeing as you've got a big grin, Paul, you can, you can go first. If you've, uh, you've clearly got, got the answer. Um, so... Off going coming off the back of something that happened on I believe SmackDown the other week where they were all in the ring and Paul Heyman was given a uh, a, a promo um, and was talking as it seemed to um, Zayn Owens and I believe Riddle might have been in there with him 
and said, "Oh no, maybe it was just maybe it was just Sammy Zayn and um, Kevin Owens," and said something along the lines of, "The tribal chief is starting to run out of patience with you too." But obviously, had turned to be looking at the Usos when he delivered that particular point of the line, which obviously was uh, quite surreptitious of Mister Heyman. Um, obviously, that that this particular arc of the storyline started at WrestleMania and I think this is going to be the next sort of notch on the uh, on the on the table as it were uh, so I would go for Zayn, Owens and Riddle for the win please um, but Solo won't be involved in the, in the loss if that makes sense to keep him looking nice and strong okay okay you are in the book good sir uh, Andy do you want to go next yeah, I'm I'm with Paul on this one. Same reasons, or do you think it's going yeah, to go down a different I just, way? I, I think to have a match like this so soon, might as well just keep it as it is for now. Keep it roll, keep it rolling to see how the land lies, draft wise and stuff like that. To then maybe do something a bit more with it. So, further down the line. As, as you've mentioned the draft, that feels the perfect time to jump in and say, this is the reason why I am less enthused, shall we say, with this paper, uh, sorry, premium live event this year, because the draft just absolutely scuppers all of it. Like they've said that the, and again, if they stick to it, they've said that the the rosters lock in from the day after this event takes place. Uh, well, from the Monday Night Raw after. So a lot of these are now sort of cross-brand matches. So what what do the results really factor? It's, it's a strange one. This match, however, is the different, uh, you know, the, the, the anomaly to that in the sense of the only way that the result of this match can matter is if the Usos lose to further the storyline, as Paul said, agree with everything he said. Um, and therefore it's no surprise that I also agree with you two gentlemen. Matt, leave you to round us out this time. Yeah, same across, all across the board. Yeah, it's just, it's there. Yeah. Get kind of carrying on the story. I think the only way it'll be any different is if it's Solo that gets uh, Riddle. But again, they're different shows, so we'll, we'll see. Um, right. Okay, next up on my list, I have the SmackDown Women's title defended by newly minted member of the Raw roster, Rhea Ripley, versus uh, the possibly the only female on the entire roster with uh, some Puerto Rican element to her backstory, for no apparent reason now seemingly interjected into a title match for the first time ever, Zelina Vega. Sorry, I did that. Did, did, oh man, I've gone in quite hard, quite early there, so to speak. Um, after a blinding performance at WrestleMania to take the SmackDown Women's title, Rhea finds a uh, first defence being against a somewhat unlikely contender in Zelina Vega. Uh, after becoming the first ever Queen of the Ring, Zelina's probably not really had the impact on the women's division that we maybe thought was on the horizon. Having failed to hold any singles title so far, um, possibly a somewhat forgettable um, tag team championship reign, has kind of really been the only thing on the agenda but then as a credit to Zelina she's never really been given a title match either 
Um, or certainly not had a, a, a title feud. Uh, say Rhea's been drafted to Raw. Zelina's remaining on SmackDown. So are they going to end up doing what we've said previously? And does Rhea retain, take the SmackDown title to Raw, and then play swaps is in a week or so's time? Or will it be Zelina that's the one taking the SmackDown Women's Division forward? Uh, Andy, do you want to go first on this one? I, I honestly can't see anything other than Rhea Ripley just absolutely destroying in this match. I, it, it's 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 matches like this that baffle me. It's like what what are we doing here? Um, I I think she will keep the title. I think they'll have to do like you've said. They'll have to do a swap a week two down the line, whatever. But. The, I saw a picture earlier of, of, of the two of them in the ring together. It, it was it was like yeah, but I mean the, the Rey Mysterio fought the Big Show once upon a time, so you know. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. So you've gone you've gone for Rhea, yeah. Yeah. Okay, you're you're in the book, uh, Matt. Yeah, Rhea Ripley for me as well. Can't spend all that time putting the title back on her and then ripping it off less than three, what, four weeks later. Mm. I think the thing that, that gets me about this match, you might have gathered from the first part of the introduction, is that like people like Rhea Ripley in the past, like Bianca Belair, like whatever, they've had to go through all of this qualifying, winning a Royal Rumble, whatever, and the entire way this match was set up was Alina Vega walked into the general manager's office went oh by the way did you know I'm a little bit Puerto Rican so maybe I should have the title match and they just went alright go on then so it, 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 like what like there's no story there like she's not she's not a hometown girl because yes she has some Puerto Rican descent in her but in this day and age that feels a little bit like maybe you shouldn't be doing that I'm not sure maybe maybe you should earn a title shot rather than just relying on a little bit of um yeah, I'm gonna leave that alone. But I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not happy with the way that this was set up. And I, again, agree with you guys. Rhea Ripley takes this one every day of the week, and even on the eighth day, if there was one, uh, which only leaves Paul to then tell us he's gonna pick Zelina Vega. Yeah, obviously, uh, you've spent all this time building up Rhea as this destroyer to uh, then just have her lose to a uh, a girl with half her size. Hasn't got half her charisma, etc., etc. Um, I, I think it's 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 clearly just a sort of a a one to yeah the the ethnicity of one of the participants has certainly played into this one, um, and they could argue that it's it's an extension of the um, Judgment Day versus the LWO storyline, but that's tentative at best. Um, I'll be amazed if it goes more than five minutes and it's not a huge swash in Rhea's favour, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with all of that as well. So, two matches in, clean sweeps across the board on two. So, um, Matt, you might be getting that text the uh, next podcast, just uh, heads up. <laughs> we'll be getting it though at this rate. Sorry, that's a tie break. We're getting. Uh, getting Sarah on to guest star can you just come on here and just ask us all this question that I've not settled for you already um, anyway 
Moving on to another match which has absolutely no point to it as well. Um, I'm really not enthusiastic about this one either. We will get there. There are some better matches coming, I promise. But for no apparent reason, Seth freaking Rollins versus Omos. So a guy that wants to go after the newly minted World Heavyweight title versus a guy who doesn't have a particular show at the moment. Um, a, a guy who won at WrestleMania versus a guy who lost at WrestleMania. So, um, yeah. Sound, sound the alarm, fellas. It's time for a random thrown-together for no reason match of the night. Um, according to WWE.com, Rollins is set to try and halt the rise of Omos. Again, Rollins won at WrestleMania. Omos lost. You can try and sell me this, that this guy is the next big thing, but the only way that anybody is buying that is because he is physically taller than any fucker else. Um, he's not. He's really not. Um, yeah, so basically, is, is Rollins going to have to play gate, gatekeeper? Is Rollins going to have to play gatekeeper once again? Or will he just stomp Omos's giant head through the map? Uh, I am going to go for this one, and I'm 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 going to I'm going to put the hopeful. I'm I'm going to try and manifest this. I'm going to say that Rollins will win because it makes zero sense for Omos to win to me. Uh, I'll go if you want. I'll go. Um, yeah, go on. I'll go. I've I've gone Seth Rollins, but as a disqualification because I think they want to keep Omos. Obviously, they're trying to build Omos to be something else. Obviously, MVP's there with him. I think it's going to be some kind of DQ, kind of schmozy finish that leaves Rollins fine to carry on doing what he's doing. Leaves Omos fine as not the dud that we know he is, kind of thing. Um, yeah, it's all left kind of up in the air, but done and dusted, and everybody walks away going, yeah, yeah, that was thoroughly pointless from the moment it entered that person's mind to suggest it at the meeting to then someone saying yes to then them actually booking it then them actually doing it and then ringing the bell at the end to announce the fact that yeah folks this is a massive fuck up and we shouldn't have bothered <laughs> <laughs> love it i mean sit on the fence the entire time matt i would like why not um, okay, you are in the book, and I have I have added the DQ in there just so you'll get the extra kudos next time around if that does indeed happen. Uh, Andy, yeah, Seth Rollins. It's I'm, I'm another one. I'm not entirely sure why we're having this match, but um, yeah. Okay, uh, also in the book then. So we've Paul is is Paul going to break the clean sweep? So far, or is he going to stick with uh, with Rollins? Sort Enlighten us. I reckon this one could be. I'm I, I mean, I'm in agreement with Matt in the sort of this one could uh, could like get the sort of the shady the shady shenanigans sort of uh, approach. Um, stick me down for like a double count out or something like that. Like they, they don't so really want to be. So you say no winner? So, yeah. Okay. Don't, they don't really want either of them to lose. Um, 
yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just, and like everyone said, it, it's it's a match that doesn't need to be being had. It makes no sense. It like beating beating Rollins isn't going to make people think, "Ooh, Omos is definitely going to win the uh, the World Heavyweight Title," and Rollins beating Omos isn't going to make people think, "Ooh." Rollins is definitely winning the World Heavyweight title, so it's it, it, it helps no one really uh, in the long term. Agree, completely agree. So we do have a slight difference there, but man, like that—that that is, you can see why you've picked it. I fully expected at least one of us to pick Omos just for the for the old. We know Vince has got his keyboard out now. We can't can't necessarily do it from from sight, but he's he's definitely sniping from afar. Anyway. We shall move on, and this, for me, is where the card starts to pick up somewhat, although I'm sure Mr. Cook may have something to say about one of these matches we're headed into. Uh, so, the next on my list, I have the US title match, which is a triple threat match. Austin Theory defending as champion versus Bobby Lashley and Bronson Reed. Now, I have made a slight oversight, I will admit, in uh, putting this on there, because I have no idea which show Bronson Reed is on. Um... However, Bobby Lashley has gone to SmackDown, and Austin Theory has gone to SmackDown, so at least there is some similarities there. Um, Theory picked up what could possibly be described as a career-defining win over John Cena at WrestleMania, albeit by nefarious means, and is looking to continue his claims of being the forever champ as he rolls into Backlash to take on two of the physically biggest superstars on the roster. Um, Lashley did take on Theory previously on the 17th of April edition of Raw, but before um, a victor could be determined, Bronson Reed just came in and flattened, well, Bobby Lashley and anything else that moved, apparently, at that time. Uh, the match came to an end with no winner. So, cue the triple threat graphics, everybody. Um, that was the easiest piece of booking they could possibly have done. But, I'm actually looking forward to This is one of the matches I'm looking forward to. Um, it's... It, it's been well noted that Bronson Reed has definitely got that Bam Bam Bigelow vibe about him, um, even admitted to it himself by uh, having some throwback ring gear a time or two on, uh, on his days in NXT. Clearly we know that Bobby Lashley is going to be the only guy to do any kind of uh, manhandling of Bronson Reed if there is any in this match. I think Austin Theory will try his damnedest, but will maybe injure himself if he gives it a go. Um, but I think all three of these guys can go. Um... I have a feeling that Bronson Reed may be on Raw. Um, so whether that factors into your uh, decision-making. Um, or will it, will the title remain on SmackDown, perhaps, with, with Theory remaining champion or Lashley taking it forward? And Lashley's probably been one of the better US champions in the last sort of three or four years, for sure. So um, he, he, has got, he has got history there. Um, I'll dive in first on this one this time around. I am saying it's staying where it is. I am saying Theory retains this, and I would be shocked, absolutely shocked, if there was any other result. Um, I would hope that they forget about the fact that uh, Reigns has already beaten Lashley previously in a different life, and hope that Bobby moves into the title picture at some point. Um... Therefore, he can't win this match, and Reed won't, because I can't see there being the US and the Intercontinental title on the same show. Um, so, theory, to quote the man himself, 
all day. Andy? I'm with you on this one. Austin Theory to win. I think Austin Theory will leave the the bigger boys to take each other out and then strike at the opportune moment and defeat what I'm going to guess will probably be Bobby Lashley to retain the uh, retain the title. I, I completely agree with that. I can wholeheartedly see the finish of this match being Bronson Reed squishing Bobby Lashley into the mat. Austin Theory, quick little drop kick out to the outside, and whilst he's getting back in, there'll be a quick pin, and that's off, off, off you go. I, I completely agree with that. Um, Matt, do you want to go next? I agree with all of that. I've got Theory as well. Okay. He's done. Okay, is it going to be another clean sweep, Paul? It is, unfortunately. Um, I'm going to sort of piggyback off your idea there. But I think it'll be that uh, Lashley hits a spear on Reed, then gets like, like thrown out of the ring. And theory scampers on top for the for the quick pin, the steel pin. So, lovely stuff. Right, we have got three more matches left on the card, uh, so we are more than halfway through. Um, next on my list, I have got. Um, the Raw Women's Championship. So, Bianca Belair, still champion, defending against Io Sky. Um, so, in the battles of Bianca versus Damage Control of late, Bailey um, has now taken a back seat at this time as Io Sky gets her first shot at singles gold on the main roster. Io did have to earn it. She did win a triple threat match against Mia Yim and Piper Niven. Um, but it was after Bailey gave her spot away to a, a stablemate, which was was an interesting move. Uh, both women fighting for the Raw Women's title will officially be members of SmackDown shortly after the conclusion of the match. And as I mentioned earlier, swapsies are happening, definitely happening. Um, I think had this been a member of Raw versus SmackDown, may have been a little bit more jeopardy but the reason why I left this one till later on the card was because of the fact that this is definitely Smackdown um, but I guess even if there is a Swapsies thing to come, who's going to be taking part in the title exchange ceremony, will it be Bianca Belair, will it be Io Sky, I am thinking that again we may, <laughs> we may have another clean sweep here, but at least it'll be a good match so, uh, who wants to go first? Andy, do you want to go first on this one? A retain Bianca Belair to win, but with a Bailey interference. Do you think she's Bailey's going to turn on the other two? Cool. I mean, I'd be down for that if that happens because um, it seems they, they damage control were, were good when they came in. Got a little better, been a little bit flat for last month or so. I think. Um, I think feeding them to the, the the trio at WrestleMania was a bit of a weird one. Um, it definitely reinvigorated them them as a group for sure. Um, sort of at least teasing a bit of tension, shall we say, to begin with. Um, I agree with Andy. I'm I'm not sure about the turn just yet, but I could definitely see it happening. But. I I can't see anything other than a Bianca Belair win. 
Um, I think they'll want the the two sort of workhorses of the women's division to have the titles to, to do the exchange thing with. So I'm I'm, I'm sticking with Bianca. Uh, Matt? Yeah, this one, if I hadn't used the disqualification thing earlier, this one would be the one that I'd choose for the disqualification kind of thing. It's, and obviously, like I said, if there's going to be some kind of dissension in the ranks of damage control, then there's going to be that element of, you know, did Bailey ruin EO Sky's uh, chance to win? Um, considering, the, like, I was just trying to check there. She didn't. She didn't beat... Did Belair beat her for the NXT title as well? Kind of thing. He was, they would have brought that up already, wouldn't they? Um, yeah. But um, either way, yeah, I, there's going to be some kind of... I think Belair, Belair will win, but there'll be some involvement from Bailey, either distracting Eosky or, you know, getting involved in Bianca Belair stuff. I think, I think from memory, I think Belair had already gone up to the main roster. I don't know if there wasn't. I don't think there was any title involvement, particularly from her. But your Sky was more around the. Um, wasn't who was it? They had the trip. She didn't she take it off um, Charlotte Flair at the in your house thing where she jumped off the stage, the top of the. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so you've gone for Bianca as well. Yep. Right. Cool, Paul. Another clean sweep. So before, so I think before WrestleMania, I think when we were doing the predictions for that, I think I'd said that you could see Belair sort of having it for a long time, and then when she loses it, it'll either be a bit out of the blue to someone that you'd think would never win it off her. And I think this kind of falls in that category. In that, like, it's one of those ones where no one will be expecting it to happen. And, like you said there, you'd imagine that if they're going to do the sort of the, the trade of the belts and stuff, they'll do it on the first roll after this show. Um, I, I don't know, though. It's just like... I, I, I don't know if they're building towards... Ripley versus Belair maybe at SummerSlam or if they're going to try and push it to do it to next year's Wrestlemania as the sort of the big main event and stuff like that but um, stick me down for EO Sky but by DQ okay he's going in there with his, his DQing all over the shop DQing all over the place. Right, okay, so we shall move on and I'm 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 really looking forward to this one. Because he's back. Bad Bunny was noted to be the official host of Backlash in his home country. Uh well that this was when the event was first announced. But I didn't think he was, you know, gonna let it pass without having a match there, did you? So at WrestleMania in the Ray versus Dominic Mysterio match, uh, Bunny prevented uh, uh, Dominic from using a steel chain on his dad and a chain which had been provided by Damien Priest. The distraction of all of this effectively led to the, the victory for Ray Mysterio. And on the Raw after WrestleMania, 
a fight broke out between Dom and Bad Bunny, which ended when Damien Priest put Bad Bunny through a table, at the announce table no less as well. Uh, obviously Q, a couple of weeks to sell the injury, Bunny returns, issues the challenge to Damien Priest for a match, but not just any old match. It's a San Juan street fight, because we're now applying house show rules to a premium live event. And it's if this had been in Manchester, it would have been a Salford slap up or whatever, whatever it would have been. But we're at the San Juan street fight as we are in Puerto Rico this weekend. Washington's beat down. Um, to 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 borrow a line from the um, football podcast. Now this match features Bad Bunny, so we all know that the person who the home team uh, picks last. So in this occasion, we'll we'll, we'll leave that to Mister Cook, shall we? <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna dive in. It's it's clearly gonna be Bad Bunny. Damien Priest is just gonna play the role of Seth Rollins in this match. Let's all move along. I think it'll be good fun regardless, because at least it's one of the celebrities that can actually go some. Um, so I'm I'm, I'm I, I'm fine with it. It was kind of to be expected, as I, as I mentioned. So we'll see where where it ends up. But I'm going for Bad Bunny. Uh, Paul. Yeah, same. Like, there's going to be an awful lot of nonsense. I, I don't know. I don't know who is going to sort of interfere on his behalf. But, LWO, isn't it? Well, yeah, more than likely. But they're on different shows, so they shouldn't get involved. Um, that's that's where the, that's where the continuity sort of part of me would be like, that's annoying. Um, but yeah, it's one of those ones where you know you're not going to send the you're not going to send the um, the island crowd home unhappy by uh, sticking a loss on their boy. So yeah, stick it down for, for for the baddest the baddest rabbit in all the land. Oh, he's seemingly on that um, sweet, sweet Logan Paul deal of he can come back a couple of times, three or four times a year, whatever he wants to do, um, and then not also be assigned to a show because there was no mention of Logan Paul in the draft, not even on the free agency roster. Again, let's not get back into all that. Okay, uh, Matt, who have you got? I've got Bad Bunny as well. I can I can feel the heat coming from that top corner of the screen right now bottom corner if it's switched your order around on YouTube who knows uh, okay that's three of us for Bad Bunny now now's the moment of truth can Andy feasibly say the same words again or is he picking Damien Priest it, it, it's Bad Bunny for me please okay. it, hey it could have been worse. It could have been the aforementioned Logan Paul in the match. And then we'd have had a, we'd have had a whole different bottle of prime to get open. Um, but yeah, there we go. Okay, so another clean sweep. Oh my god, this is this is going to be some going. Now, it's all been leading to this. The main event match. Um, we we will rattle through this because I feel this is where that this this month's predictions are going to be won and indeed lost. I think there will be some differentials. So it is. Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar. Welcome to the main event, and definitely the strongest match on the entire card. Um, Cody lost at Mania, still processing that as we mentioned. But on Raw, Cody laid down the challenge to Roman once again. It was declined, 
but the offer of a tag match was made, but the stipulation of whoever was tagging with Cody could never fight Roman for his title was, was kind of added in. So in steps, the Beast Incarnate, Brock Lesnar, comes out, and the stipulation has no effect on him, seeing as he's already fallen within the no-match-with-Roman category from the escapades and ultimately losses that happened last year. Um, Brock was last to enter the arena before the match. We arrived to the ring, the announcements were underway, and just as the bell rings, he picks Cody up and just F5s him into oblivion, and then hit him with a chair for a bit, and then hit him with a ring steps for a bit more, so it was definitely, definitely done in. Um, this obviously led to a challenge from Cody. Lesnar accepted. So this weekend, it is on. Will Rhodes bounce back from his WrestleMania defeat, or will Brock continue into free agency with the scalp of the American Nightmare? Uh, I'm going to dive straight in here. I, have, I see a lot of pain in Cody's future. There's going to be loss, and then comeback, and then loss, and then comeback. Brock Lesnar is not somebody that you have a comeback match against. So therefore, I'm picking Brock Lesnar. Matt? I've got I've gone Cody Rhodes. Here we go. This is where I knew it was going to be different. Go on then. I think it's going to be that beat the living piss out of the kind of hero kind of thing, but then he comes back and, like I said, it's going to be... It's not going to be official, but it's going to be like these kind of different tests to get back up to Roman, and we'll see how he goes. But you think Cody's going to win? Yes. Yeah. Okay, you're in the book. Straight up, Cody, Cody win. Okay, Andy? I can only presume you've already got Brock Lesnar in the box next to my name. Yeah, However, correct. so off air we had a conversation and I was like, I've got a pick for a match, but I want part of me wants to go with a different pick. Um, the, the issue I've got is that if Cody loses this match, it's two back to back losses, and it that starts to feel weird to me. For the, the for the massive deal they've made of all this, to have a oh you lost and and then you lost again uh, and it just falls straight into the category of what exactly are we doing here? Put putting a putting a win um, in in that column's probably gonna you know just smooth smooth the surface out and stuff. So I went with I've gone with Cody Rhodes. But, and if, if there hadn't have been multiple DQs flying around this evening, that was going to be my prediction for this. And I'm, I'm really sad that this was the last match to, to them me go, oh, there'll be a DQ. Um, so part of me is like, the possibility of a no contest, because... Before they get in the ring, somehow Brock manages to get hold of Cody and beat the living snot out of him. So when they get to go in the ring, Cody just can't function and they just basically call a stop to it. Is what I want put in like next to my box. So I think the way in my head it works is if there's a winner, it, it, it's Cody Rhodes. For symmetry more than anything. 
Um, but in the WWE, like to do crazy things to also find other ways round symmetry. I'd maybe want some kind of like. Does anybody remember when Andy said there'd be a no contest kind of situation? It's 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 all it's all documented. All documented. If only we were yeah. recording this conversation, then we could go back and look at it. Well, sp- speaking of which, recording wise, Paul, it's it's almost time to uh, to hit the bricks. So lay it on us. Lay it, give us that last prediction of the podcast. Right, agree with Matt. I think Cody kind of has to win, otherwise, if he loses two back to back, it kills his credibility. Sort of like just dead to rights. Plus, I think Lesnar's in that mode where if he wants to, he'll sell and make a guy look like a million dollars. And I think that's what he's going to do. This has got shades of Cena uh, 2012 <laughs> when Lesnar came back the first time. Mm-hmm. So I think he could, like, Lesnar will absolutely cane him for 80% of the match. Potentially might even see a little bit of blood. And then Cody will come back and he'll get the sort of, like, the, uh, the sort of, the questionable win. Like, he catches the quick one on him or something like that. So, I'm the only person, bear in mind we've just done a podcast with Andy, I am the only person who's picked Brock Lesnar to win. Well, at least we know that I'll be doing the tiebreak question next month because of that, that particular reason. So, you boys may not be receiving a text message after all. Uh, okay, that is it. We are done. All that leaves me to do is to thank you very much for joining us once again. Um, again, as always, the uh, competition for the Alexa Bliss Pop is still ongoing. So, like, share and subscribe. This could still be making its way to your house. As yet, I will keep mentioning this until I do not have to store this in my house any longer because it belongs to one of you. Get on it. Go and do some liking and sharing and subscribing on the YouTubes. Um, So thank you very much, gentlemen, for joining me. Thank you to all for listening and watching. And we'll be back a little bit quicker next time uh, for the next pay-per-view or premium live event with a little bit more getting over. Cheers, all. So there you go, what do you think of that? We mostly agreed, right up to the end. Anyway, tune in to Backlash, then tune in to the podcast next time to see who won the predictions. Why don't you drop us your predictions? You can jump to the website, click the email button, send us an email with your predictions on, we'll read them out. And if you beat us, we'll send you a prize. Before you go, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment. Drop reviews, leave five stars, all of the good stuff. Anyway, enough from me. I'm going to catch you next time, and until then, I'm going to say bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cookie Cast.